Torch. Wood. Cast. Don't delete. Press play. Hello. Um, <laughs> very low energy. I'm, I'm, I'm losing 23% internal energy because there's an energy spike going through my my whole system right now. Uh, hello. Uh, how are you doing? I'm going to ask first because I know you're, you're raring to go on this one. I'm raring to go. I'm um, raring to go. I'm Cyber David, and with me is... Cyber Michelle. Mm-hmm. And you clicked on this, you know what you're doing. I don't want to explain it again. Um, yeah, uh, Series 1, Episode 4 of Torchwood, Cyberwoman. I don't know why I'm talking like this now. Uh, series 4, Episode 1, Torchwood, Cyberwoman. Um, broadcast 5th of November, 2006. Uh, written by J- uh, Chris Chibnall. Directed by James oh, Strong. Chris. Chris, 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 Chris. James Strong, uh, who at this point has just come off of The Impossible Planet in the second bit. Um, so that, that that's a person. Um, someone who was formerly a person is the Cyberwoman. Um, we can, yeah. <sighs> Again, very low energy for some reason. Um, can I go? Uh, let me just suggest... Okay. Which is, uh, turns out Ianto has been hiding a half-converted cyberwoman in Torchwood, uh, even though Jack last week said he lives there. Um, and she breaks free after he tries to make her into a human again, and he has this whole thing about, oh, I can save her, let me save her, you're, you're not letting me save her. And then at the end, she gets shot to death. And that's about it. Um, you can go now. David. David. Mm-hmm. David. Yeah? You told me we were going to have different opinions on Cyberwoman. <sighs> Look. Okay. It's... Oh, go on, go on. Yeah. Look, it's... it's it's Let's put it this way. It's no fear her. It's not... It's not... Like, uh, it's, it's not, not that great. bad. You're right. No, it's not... It's not that good. It's also not that bad. It's in like there's clearly a lot of a lot of problems. Um, I would say, pointedly among them is the design of the costume, um, and the very strange way they chose to uh, sexualize a cyber a cyber person. Um, uh, and also, the, I would say the problem is, uh, John Barrowman is kind of really bad in, in this episode. Um, but I, I like it for the way it's kind of like a, I suppose, uh, late late nineties or two thousands like survival horror kind of thing, like like the Doom movie or um, like the one that stuck in my mind was Jason X or Jason Ten. Now they chose the, the Friday Thirteenth one where he goes to space. That's the thing that really stuck in my mind. It's kind of like very strange kind of. Um, very kind of deliberately put together action horror kind of thing. Um, I suppose on the other side, it where you're coming from, it's probably diarrhea. Um, I'm not. Me, I'm not. I'm not. Look, look to me, it's a solid stool. Okay, it's 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 not like you know, 
whatever. It's it's a solid stool. You can you get a bit of bit of a streak, but you know. See, it, 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 ironically, you're you're revealing what you really think because you expected me to say that, but that's not what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? What I'm going to say is when I saw a long time ago, I was like. Oh, let's look at like the 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 Torchwood episodes, and I saw this one, and I saw Cyberwoman, and I saw the Cyberwoman itself, and I went, "Man, that's bullshit." <laughs> um, and I still think it's bullshit. I'm sorry. The whole like the fucking <laughs> boo plate, yeah, all that the stuff. Is that. The cost. The fact that they give her heels is very, very, very strange. They give her a boo plate. They give her a boo plate. Are you telling me the Cybermen were like, give this one a blue plate? Like, what was, <laughs> <laughs> what was the idea? I mean, I was reading up on it, and it was like, oh, we wanted it to look sexy. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, do if you want to do that, give the Cybermen pecs, you know? Like, give the Cybermen abs. Make them, like... Glistening in the sunlight with sweat or something like, but the blue plates is just like, it's just ridiculous. Sling wood, basically. And every time, every time it cuts, there's this moment. There's a moment later in the episode where the poor pizza girl, which I think was just stupid, like the pizza girl shows up and she's like Yanto, and then the camera just reveals (laughs) the cyber woman standing in the background, and she looks so stupid. She looks so ridiculous. She looks like hello. I mean, I, yeah. Okay. The, the, that being yeah. said, that being said, if I get, if I ignore, if I close my eyes and I ignore the boo plate stuff, what they're basically doing, they're basically doing alien, but with a Cyberman, right? That's basically what they're doing. Yeah. I, mean, I wrote down, I wrote down, it feels like the eighth sequel to a lowering 80s uh, franchise. It yeah, feels like, like, it, it, yeah. It does. It does. It exactly feels like that. And I think the problem is, Apart from the boo play, which really is a production problem, like I, unless Chris Chibno in the script world wrote, "We must see her metal boobies," uh, which I don't, I doubt. <laughs> I hope, I hope he didn't. I have faith in you, Chris. Um, but that's a production problem. I think the big script problem in the show is that we, as an audience, know that cyber conversion is impossible. So every time Yanto is like, I can save her, I can save her, we're like, yeah, but you can't. And we know you're just putting everyone in danger. And I can't get what they were going for with the whole, like, um, oh, it's like this hopeless romance, and he's not seeing right, he's not following logic, he's just being guided by pure love. But I feel like this could have been fixed if they just had a little scene that put the idea of... You can't go back from cyber conversion and doubt. Because isn't there an episode in season six, series six, Doctor Who, where doesn't James Gordon almost get cyber converted and undoes it? Yeah, he and through the power of love, which is probably what they could have done here. Which um, yeah, which yeah. by the way, should have cyber converted James Gordon. Would have saved us a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, but <laughs> not the, not not the Emperor in the other universe as well. He's um, yeah, he's just not an actor here as well. So exactly. Yeah. So. I think I feel like so if they had just like one quick scene where us, me, the audience and Jack are put into question being like, uh oh, 
we know uh, maybe this can maybe this maybe she can be saved maybe because of the way she was built and all that she can be saved and all and, and yada 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 if they had done that i think the episode as a whole would have worked much 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 better but because but because we don't see that uh, the whole time we're just being forced to watch Yanto put his friends in danger and ostensibly put the whole world in danger because and, and it just feels like it feels like uh, why won't like just ah you're acting so stupid and it's hard to feel like this is a good story when all the time I'm thinking this motherfucker is stupid you know I mean are they his friends in two senses one in that they don't really seem to be his friends and also right. two they're they're like completely different people to like last week and the, well not even the week before because Jim was writing the same way but like I was saying this about Jack like last week and the week before Jack just feels like a different character every week um, and I think it might be do with, do with the performance in a sense because like I think he I think Barman's really bad in this um, I think he's kind of all over the place I think he's kind of similar in the week before as well but in on the opposite direction of He's obviously so serious the week before, especially when day one he's like, cracking jokes about like, you know, splooge and stuff. It just it feels he very kind of, it feels very kind of inconsistent in how they're doing the character. And as well, he's kind of like he is the least interesting of the group. I feel something about him too, Jack. you know. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like, like we we already know who Jack is. Um Although next week there is a bit of a bit of a do we actually know who Jack is that kind of counterbalances all that I think kind of it's a bit of a course correction as well, but it's just kind of like I don't know like I think I think um, Gareth David Lloyd is very good as Yanto in this um, even though he kind of gets a character it's kind of he's kind of pushed the the side of being like oh the tea guy or whatever. Uh, which makes me wonder if you push this episode to like later on in the in the series, maybe it works a bit better there uh, in that regard. Um, another thing that kind of stood out to me uh, in a bad way is the the way they shoot this is kind of all over the place. The the documentary style uh, camera doesn't really work with this kind of story, right? Um, and it, it's kind of like it, it, it's not used enough to really justify using. So it looks very kind of inconsistent in its visual approach. Um, well, so I have here my notes. Uh, like the the, the the ultimate thing as well. Um, well, the, one thing I really, really like, and one thing I really get confused by, and I, I kind of get why that doesn't happen. But in like a real world sense, even though like Yanto has a point, he should be fired. Right? He sh- he should be right. like he should be out the door at the end of this. Like he should be in jail. I, I also think it's not helped by the fact that this is a fourth episode. And so when Nianto is like, you guys don't know me. You guys, I just cleaned up your shit and all that. It's like, yeah, we don't know you. Yeah, that works. But also, like, <laughs> it's been three episodes. Like, give him a break. If this was like the ninth of tenth episode of the season, I think this would have worked much better because then we maybe would have known Nianto a little bit more. And then when he says, like, you guys don't even fucking know me, that line would have hit much more than it's hitting right now, you know? Mm-hmm. I also think um, the show. I know we've heard the show Deadliest Warrior, which is when they would like take like um, real life. So you'd have like maybe 
like the Taliban versus the Roman army and stuff like that. And they like they do all these like simulations to figure out like would um you know, Joan of Arc be oh, I don't know. <laughs> I know um, what you're talking about. They they would never ever do cyber person versus dinosaur. And this show did. And oh, all right, all right, okay. I gotta ask, the where the fuck does <laughs> that dinosaur come from? Ever since it showed up, I was like, there's a dinosaur here. Like, is nobody gonna talk about the dinosaur? <laughs> Uh, I can tell you now, um, I'm pretty sure this is the last time it gets any significant screen time or any kind of significant prodding or poking as a whole. Um, it's, I think the, like the, the main problem is the titular character because there's no real consistency to, one, who they are because you have, you know, I think the idea that the Cybermen were so desperate towards the end of Canary Wharf. They said, okay, you know, just throw a body in there, put the thing on, we'll get going. I think that's a really interesting idea. They don't really touch. Um, well, they do They do touch, but they touch as an excuse to show uh, booby plates, which mm-hmm. feels, <laughs> which as we've talked about, talked about already, feels kind of skeevy. Um, but like from there, you get the idea that like this, like they kind of briefly explore the idea of, oh, what if I put my brain into your body? Um, I'll still right. be human, but we'll be together again. And then they touch on, oh, she'll convert the whole world. And then it comes, oh, she actually wants to be human now, and she's going to, to take this person's body. Um, it's uh, it's, it's apparently. Kind of, yeah. So I read up a little bit. Apparently, uh, Chris Chibnall, I think he says it in the commentary. Um, there's a where is it? Hold on. After the episode was written and filmed, Chibnall discovered two main plot holes in the story. The first is that he did not make it clear that everything about Lisa, including the scene where she acted human, was all part of her plan for a Cyberman influence to take over, and reflected to adding at least two lines of dialogue to explain her motive clearly. So, like, he's implying that from the start, she was just pretending so she could take over yeah and there's it, no indication of yeah that, that doesn't really there. come across <laughs> especially at the end yeah where she's like uh, we can be upgraded together like that <laughs> that line is like okay i i oh she's still an evil cyberman but it's like wasn't she not an evil cyberman at the beginning oh chris the other thing as well is like and it's it's happened multiple times like it happened last week as well but it's kind of more flesh out but the way they use reese in these episodes is this kind of you know it, it's not quite there either as an idea like just having him ring like ring her up every two minutes being like okay um you coming home you're not okay uh goodbye just kind of like they they, they do get reese right later on when he like he becomes an actual character at some point mm-hmm but it's kind of rough just seeing his character be, you know, a two second flyby, and then we're on to the next scene. I don't know. Uh, it, like, it's just it like it, it, it's it's not my favorite episode of this run. Um, I, like I do think, despite all its faults, last week is far better than this, um, and also it's better than episode two but i i just do think you know there's stuff here that would um 
there's stuff here that that does work. Um, like as I said, Gareth David Lloyd, I think really works in this episode. Um, and then there's stuff that doesn't work. One thing I think that kind of is a bit too much in the sense that like it just feels very much a cat where where the, where an adult Doctor Who is um the bit where you see the guy after he's been half converted, even though the, the visual is kind of it's interesting. It just kind of feels a bit like another unexplored kind of idea to this. I don't know. Uh, it's so you you talk me down now because <laughs> like oh yes yes another thing as well is the absolutely incredible intro to this episode where Yanta walks in and they're playing basketball and it's just kind of like okay you're playing basketball uh what's going on here. I think that basketball game is um, interesting. Can you hear me? Because I'm afraid yeah, that I'm actually okay, cool. Um Yeah, but that basketball game is, you know, talk about Space Jam and New Legacy. You know, that's, <laughs> God damn it. You've got, you got Notorious uh, OWN out there doing his uh, coming back from being a human being oh, last week yeah. to uh, not being a human being this week. Yeah. Uh, well, you're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, like the fucking a whiplash in terms of characters, it's so strong. And like, uh, this week I'm a character. This week I'm gonna make a women be driving joke, <sighs> which he does. <laughs> he makes a women be driving joke. Guys, isn't it funny when the women drive? <laughs> oh, it's oh, Owen Harper. It's just imp- it, it, it. This feels like they don't have an idea of who these people are yet, and it's kind of a bit too late to be figuring out who they are at this point. That's why um, this. That's why this needed to be later in the show. Yeah, this needs to be like episode. I mean, there's 14 episodes. This should be like episode 10, episode 11, around there, and so episode four. Uh, especially, yeah, like especially is that like after last week where they took such a, a great stride forward and like. Not only like figuring out what the show can do, but also who these characters are and how they interact with each other. Like you look at like the scene in Ghost Machine where they're trying to find Bernie and they're like they, they've given up, you know, and it's like Tosh, Gwen and Owen, you know, chatting away, being like, we can't do this. And then Jack's coming over and giving them shit and stuff. You look at that and the way like that that works with them as a character moment and how that kind of like mm-hmm. really kind of sings. And then you come here and you open on we're playing basketball and then we're going to get a point and then we're kind of just, we're here now doing stuff. You know, yeah, there's, it, there's no, it's, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, I'm trying to remember the word. Oh, it's kind of like they wanted to do like a lower deck episode. And no one, when they're like, okay, let's focus yeah. on the side character. Uh, but ultimately, the the focus of the episode goes back to being on Jack because Jack is the only one who's dealt with Cyberman before, or I think no, or maybe he hasn't. Well, Owen knows who they are, yeah. Are, and I think Tosh. I don't know if Tosh. I think Tosh kind of acknowledges them, right? Uh, and also Yanto knows about them as well. It's like it's supposed to be a sequel yeah. to, uh, to the season two finale, but the problem is, like. The problem is that, but based as a sequel to the season finale of Doctor Who, it really only 
uses the Cyberman as like is like a bad guy. It doesn't really explore any other like what ifs. I mean, we kind of had this plot already because Yvonne Hartman had been converted and she turned back on her pro- programming and save the day at the end. You know, it's like we it's ha- it has all these big moments like we you've never seen a Cyber- Cyberman like this. It's like well, in the in the fucking like um age of steel episode we had that bit where jackie was converted and you know it's not like she did have a blue plate by the way so (laughs) so what's up with that i don't know it it just it just felt like i get what they were trying to do and i don't think it worked entirely um but i I, i'm glad they tried it's a it's a good idea to try i think there's two problems one is that uh well, yes, they did that with Jackie and Yvonne Hartman. They didn't fight a pterodactyl covered in barbecue sauce, um, so it, that's a winner for here. But the, 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 I think the the problem, it's a problem they they do fall into again at least once in the future. Is that trying to do trying to bring something in from Doctor Who and to work it into this? Like tone and framework doesn't really work if it's a different tone or framework. It's like when Scooby Doo used to do like these, you know, crossover things where like, like there's like the famous Batman TV movie where it was like Scooby Doo meets Batman. Like those are like they're it like they're similar tone characters, but they're two vastly different, you know, tones to really meshed together well and i think doing it like this show doing this kind of like it it's it kind of just doesn't really mesh very well um but it arguably and you'll find out this soon enough it arguably meshes much better than the other um pseudo sequel they do to a doctor who story in a couple of weeks time that just completely comes out of the left field and is is just bizarre but we'll get to that um but yeah it's just it, it yeah it, it's to me it's not the worst um it's certainly the the worst in terms of some of different elements but as no, collective is not the worst i think the alien sex gas episode is 10 times worse than this yeah like, the, the this, thing, nothing this would one, be worse yeah this one is just like if i had to put this on on a lit this one is just like you tried you know Oh, yeah. oh, oh, golly, you tried. Congratulations. You you really did try. Here is a participation trophy. Alien sex gases, please stop trying. You know, like, <laughs> never do this again. Oh. By the way, didn't we talk about the, um, um, the, the random kiss between o- uh, Owen and... It's just... I, do, I don't want to spoil too much, but... It, oh, it, they're it, setting up a romance? It is the start of a very oh, short-lived. Fuck off! I like arc. Riz. Um, it's the start of a very short-lived arc. I mean, we also haven't mentioned, um, and it occurred to me during this, is the fact that um, we didn't mention a couple of weeks ago, but Tosh is in Doctor Who, um, in Aliens of London, World War Three. Yeah, the Doctor. That yeah, we. I feel like we should. We probably should have mentioned that before, but we didn't. Um, and yeah, but yeah, that's about it. I don't really have anything else um, to add. 
Um, um, I do. So I found out about this website called the uh, Hooniverse Discontinuity Guide. And uh, they have a lot of goofs that this episode has. Uh, and I would like to read the goofs. Here we go. <laughs> Goof number one. The entire premise of the story makes no sense. How is it quicker for the Cyber Cybermen to invent an entirely new conversion process in the middle of a battle that requires extensive surgery on multiple parts of the body and to construct new conversion units using the existing process of transplanting brains into otherwise robotic cyber bodies? Uh... It can't be a shortage of robot parts because they would still need those parts for the new conversion process. Lisa should have been a brain transplanted into a cyber body and wouldn't have looked human enough for Yanta to be fooled into thinking that she can be saved. Okay, yeah. okay, that's that's half CinemaSins, I think, and half a good point. The half good point is that she probably shouldn't look like... It would actually... You know what? Suit. It actually would, would... You saying that made me imagine a version of this episode... Where we're introduced through Ianto's point of view, and we ma- and we see her as Lisa, and there's maybe some changes, and he keeps insisting like I saved her right at, right as the process was beginning. Look, she still looks human, and the other characters are, and like maybe the doctor's like I-, I guess so, I guess yeah, maybe we can save her and all that. And then when Jack and the others first see Lisa, uh, Lisa, you realize that no, she has gone completely Cyberman. And Nianto is going is fooling himself into thinking that she can be saved, you know? Or or she's kinda like like she's looks much more like the dead businessman than she does the way she does now. Like maybe she's like kind of you know, she, like there's bits of her that, that are still there, but the rest is like kind of blooded in. That's another thing. They should I, I feel like the body horror in this kind of it it's kind of I don't know. I yeah, Keep I mean, you goods. finally get you finally get Cyberman, and you can't you don't you don't need to cut away from the hacking and the the, the slashing, and this is what you do that that's the most you can do, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like, huh? Okay, I thought you would do more. Whatever. <laughs> so, do you want to see another goof? Give me another goof. Goof. Lisa doesn't understand how version numbers work when she describes Cyberman as human 0.2. That would imply that she's an early development version. To imply that she's a major upgrade of the original release, she would have to describe herself as human 2.0. Goof. Ding. That's just... This is just cinema sense stuff. This is just like... He, he did this. That's not how I would do it. Ding. Uh, do you want... What? Give me, give me the one that that will make me most annoyed, because that'll be that that'll, that'll get me going. Okay, hold on. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh... All right. <clears throat> I have two. How did Yanto get Lisa and all the equipment into the basement in the first place? There are several doors on the route that look bigger than the conversion unit. A goof. And the okay. second one is, why do Torchwood's radios go dead when the hub's power is switched off? Don't they have batteries? If it's because the building blocks radio signals and so needs hardwired signal boosters, then how does Gwen's phone ring? Come to think of it, why does it a metal of the box Gwen and no one are hiding in act as a Faraday cage? A goof. Okay, so the first one the first one I did touch on that Jack, who Larry says last week he lives in the building, should probably know that there's a, an entire person in the bottom floor of this place. 
they they do kind of throw off a line saying, "Oh, there's something blocking the signal." When the signal first goes off, that kind of is meant to explain all that, but I don't really think it does. I think ultimately it's just like just just go along with it, just deal with it. But it like it it, it the first point I think is kind of about that like if you think about there, they surely should know that there's a an entire cyber person in their basement, especially when like they have to go down there to, to, to like do stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Torchwood, you've just been a goofed. Goof. Um, we do. We we move on to yep. a game. Okay, so this is real or unmade. Um, him. This episode took the place of a script which dealt with an alien con man who fell through the rift, claiming he was the real Jack Harkness, which was in the team discovering Jack couldn't die when the alien, feeling kind of, uh, I suppose, foolhardy, having convinced the team that he was the real Jack, challenged uh, the quote-unquote fake Jack to a duel, and the quote-unquote fake Jack and the real Jack shot each other, and I'll say the real Jack, or the quote-unquote fake Jack in this case, came back to life. But it just it just didn't. There's no uh, there's no uh, not supposed to excuse. But there's no reason given why it didn't get made um, on the page. So is that is that real or fake? That's fake. That is fake. Yeah, I tried. I you can't trick. <laughs> I tried to get one that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do good. think that, I do think that would have been a cool idea though to have. What if an alien fell through the rift and convinced the team that he was real? I wonder if they'll ever do that. I don't think they will though. Um, but anyway, uh, we will one day find out if they do that or not. I don't, they don't think they will, and I will not look like a fool when they do do that in a season. Um, but yeah, do you um, you know, you know, you know what I, what I realized earlier on mm. is that uh, cyber people are metal. They're they're almost fully metal. Um, do you know anything else about being full and metal? Yeah, so, if you want to watch a show about. I don't know how to relate this to Doctor Who, but they have metal prosthetics. You should go listen to the other podcast that I do called Full Metal Analysts, which analyzes each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. You can find that podcast and other podcasts about topics like The X-Files, Scooby-Doo, the MTV Movie Awards, and so much more at FriendlyMush.com. That's FriendlyMush, as in Mushroom.com. That is true. Um... Next time. It's just an illusion, Jasmine. It is. Your friends are just playing a game with you. The real force can never come back. But anyway, yeah. Um, thank you for not deleting. And um, delete you next time. Uh, bye-bye. Lock the gates because there's no energy left. Power at 19%. Brr.